Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Happy summertime out here in Arizona. It is the monsoon season. You are in the midst of Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon Adams along with the one and only Ed Smith. Hey, hey. So we do this every week and it is based upon the Arizona Cardinals and we're going to give you our perspective now. Right around now, all of the training camps are open. The Arizona Cardinals, they just had their first day of training camp today. So what Ed and I are going to do today is we're going to talk a a little bit about, we're going to take it from the offensive standpoint. Next week we'll probably get a little bit more into defense on the defensive side of the ball. And this is going to be a little bit of a, slightly a look back on where the Cardinals are coming from, and hopefully they're headed. There's nowhere to go but up in most of the things that we're going to talk about today. So we're going to start with the offensive side of the ball again. We're going to focus on, of course, the the, the rookie head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. It's going to be his offense, the air raid. What version of the air raid will it be? That's the great mystery. We're going to talk a little bit about the, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the offensive line, and the running backs. So, and let's start with... The, it's the elephant in the room. We can't avoid it. So with Cliff Kingsbury's offense, let's talk about the quarterback. Number one, the QB1 as they call him, Kyler Murray. When let's, let's look and see where they're coming from in terms of some statistics. Sometimes I get into these statistics, Mr. Easy. But when we look at last year where the Cardinals were, they were, in, in terms of passing touchdowns, they had 15 15 total passing touchdowns. Compare that to the number one, which was the Kansas City Chiefs, where they had 50. So the the Arizona Cardinals were number 31, number 32 were the Buffalo Bills. Your thoughts on this, on Kyler Murray and the quarterback position as it relates to the offense of the Arizona Cardinals? Well, the important thing for, obviously they were last in scoring this past year. Obviously you pointed out that they only had 15 passing touchdowns, and that's, you're talking about an exercise in futility. That's exactly what that is. I mean, you look at the other side of it, Kansas City had 50. So basically they had three plus, three times plus more than we did. Um, What it's going to come down to for this version of the Cardinals, obviously it's going to be a different style of offense. It's going to, you know, they're going to rely on obviously more creativity. I think the one thing that's going to be a hamper is, you got a rookie quarterback. We still got to remember, as exciting as Kyler is and all he's done in college, he's coming to this new level. The game is going to be much faster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the routes he's going to have to throw more on anticipation, the whole nine. And the other thing, the elephant in the room is he's a shorter quarterback, so he's going to have to be creative and finding alleys and and you know finding his receivers and stuff down the field. For me, the passing touchdowns will come. The biggest thing is they have to protect the ball more and they have to be more effective in the red zone, take advantage of moving the ball into the red zone, and then scoring. That means, you know, some passing touchdowns. In addition, 
they have to be they have to protect the ball a little more and sustain some of these drives. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, I'm looking for them to improve on that ranking of you know 31st out of 32. Mm-hmm. You know, the only only you can go down, but that would be a sad state. I think with his mobility and the things that he brings to the table, I think he's going to add some more uh, to the passing game, and we'll see what Kingsbury does in terms of creativity protecting his young quarterback, and then the other thing is that offensive line has to obviously give him time to throw the ball down the field. Now, just one second. So we talked about passing touchdowns. That's one thing, and sometimes that can be a little bit misleading. I'll be honest with that because if a number, you can say you can make it a number look any any way. Of course you want to be able to have passing touchdowns, but if the running back, which we'll get into in a little bit, if the running back is running the ball in, then, then that could be a little bit yeah. in, in terms of in, in terms of where that, that's concerned. But what about, you mentioned, protection. So does that mean getting that Kyler Murray has to get the ball out a little earlier? Because if we look at passing yards, for example, last year, the Cardinals were dead last in the NFL in terms of passing yards with 2,523. There's a little bit of an asterisk there because they had a rookie quarterback for most of the season Mm -hmm. after their starting quarterback decided to call it quits on the field, (laughs) so to speak. But number one, again, in terms of passing yards, that number one was, was Tampa Bay with five 5,125 passing yards. So your thoughts on, are they going to have to be able to get that ball out? Because I'm sure you've heard the same things that I have, that they want to run a play every 10 to 15 seconds, so they want to be really up-tempo. Well, that's another interesting thing. You bring up Tampa Bay, and I look at passing yards. You know, it's it's a, a team could be behind a whole bunch, so they're constantly throwing the ball. True. And that's that's a Tampa Bay, that's a Detroit, you know, <laughs> right. those type of teams. And you would figure as much as the Cardinals were behind last year, they would have had a whole bunch of passing yards as well. But yeah. obviously we just didn't have efficient quarterbacking, and that just cost us. For As far as the um, – Kyler is going to be responsible for a lot of his own protections as well. Okay. And I say that, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain it like this. And this is where a lot of young quarterbacks struggle because – He's not just responsible for calling the play and then coming up and running it and then, you know, reading a defense. As he's calling the play and comes to the line of scrimmage, he's also responsible for putting him between himself and his, his center. They're responsible for calling the, you know, the reads, you know, where they're going to slide left, who's got the linebacker, who who's hot off of what read, those type of things. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be responsible for, for so much. And that's why when you look at rookie quarterbacks, a lot of times they look like they're the deer in the headlights. It, it really is a whole, everything but the kitchen sink being thrown at them. And the caveat is, like, and I, I hope everybody's patient, or I guess those, doesn't get too enthusiastic. You know what's going to happen. Okay. First uh, game, preseason game out the box, it's so vanilla. <laughs> he's going to come out there, he's going to be running, he's going to throw in all the plays. You know, he's going he's gonna to look like... He's the second coming! Oh, yeah. Yes. Then you get deeper into the preseason, they start dialing things up a little more. Still not showing you as much, but then you get to that first regular season game, yeah. game planning, and they throw everything you haven't seen at you. So the big thing for me within the passing game, within the yards, it's going to be Kyler being able to decipher the the, the play, get to the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. decipher uh, scheme, you know, where the blocking. Then it's going to be reading on the fly as they start to disguise coverages and all that kind of stuff. So the passing yards, I think, will come. I think the big thing is, it's going to be a lot of, a lot is going to be on the shoulders of these wide receivers as well. Okay. okay. They're, they're going to be responsible for helping him, not only getting open and catching balls, but a little yak after the catches. 
Alright, so you keep talking about this yak and all that stuff, man. You gotta break it down to me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but so let's so you mentioned the wide receivers and there there will be a a lot of responsibility or a lot of the line the the light will shine on the wide receivers. So let's transition to the wide receivers a little bit. Now looking at the current training camp roster, and of course this will change because they're not gonna have all these wide receivers, but now Larry Fitzgerald is on the team. Number eleven, we know he's tried and true. He's he's a steady he's a steady as uh, what death taxes and Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> but stop me when you get to when I get to some wide receivers that you're that you think are going to be able to step up this season. I'm, again, I'm giving you the entire training camp okay. roster. We know that we know that there are some that are going to make the team regardless. So we have Chad Williams. Who? <laughs> we, have, we have Farrell Cooper. We have Christian Kirk. So there, I think there's some expectations. There are a lot of expectations for Christian Kirk. We have uh, Demier, I, I know I'm mispronouncing his name, Bird. We have Trent uh, Sherfield. Uh, we have Hakeem Butler, Kevin White, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, A.J. Richardson, and Andy Isabella. That I, that doesn't really instill a lot of fear in me, but I, I do think that, what is it, when we're looking at what the Cardinals did in terms of the draft, that maybe there's a little bit of... Maybe there's some optimism when it comes to that. Here's what I'm saying with that. So let's get it. When you're looking at the wide receivers, are they going to be able to take some of that pressure off of Kyler Murray? Well, the, you know, the, the craziest thing, you always hear about, you know, wide receivers coming into the league, you know, they have to adjust as well. The thing about the wide receiver position, I would say, is probably the fourth toughest in terms of, acclimating to one to the speed of the game and then your different reads and stuff like that. Obviously, it's quarterback. Um, you got left tackle. Um, and as far as the offensive side, tight ends, they take a lot of responsibility as well. Wide receivers, they you would think it'd be so easy. These guys are fast. You just throw them out there. They learn how to run routes. It's more to it than that, though. Mm-hmm. The wide receivers have to learn not just the route tree. They have to learn to do what on, on what on every different play According to the defense that's thrown at you, and that's because of the the air raid offenses, right? Not even just that. Not just that. From okay. the defensive side of the ball, okay. You have to you run a certain like you they, they call a play. Yes, that play could have three or four different options depending on what happens against man, against a zone. Mm-hmm. If there's a blitz and you're the hot read on that particular play, you have to be able to break your route off, look right away, and that's why you see a lot of confusion a lot of time. Quarterback looks like he just threw the ball away, and it's like yeah, because the receiver and everybody in the crowd or at home yeah. is upset at the quarterback, but it's he'll be the one because wide receiver. so that, and that's where when you come into the season with the number of the, the guys you just called out, yeah, and I'm not, and by, by no means am I make taking shots at these young men because they've earned the right to be here on this team, the Cardinals, and some of them will make it, some of them won't, but they'll find other opportunities. All I'm saying is when you have a group of young, right, you're setting yourself up for a lot of mistakes and headache early because these guys are going to be learning on the fly right along with Kyler. Uh, the only steady, like you said, is Larry Fitzgerald. You can throw anything at him. He, there's nothing he hasn't seen. He knows when to, to cut a route off. He knows when to press a route. He knows when to, you know, to, to get to that ec- that extra, you know, yard, you know, to get the first down. These are things he knows. He can do with him in his sleep. The headache and some of the trials and tribulations are going to come because these guys are all learning on the fly, right along with Kyler. The names you just read off, there's not a lot of experience in that group. It makes me think of the Arizona Cardinals because they what they did was they spent, and I'll go over the, exactly where they were, but they had one, two, three draft picks that they that they spent on wide receivers. It's almost like you in the club, right? And it's almost it's 2 a.m., and you're trying to figure out 
who you go who you gonna <laughs> holla at? So you go into all hey, how you doing? What's your name? Hey, how you doing? What's your name? We don't it, with draft picks there's there's always that 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 opportunity, there's always that risk involved. It doesn't matter if it's the number one pick or it's the or if it's round seven, the last pick in the draft. There's always risk involved. But you have uh, Andy Isabella that was drafted. Uh, they used a pick number thirty um, in the in the second round. You have uh, Hakeem Butler that they that they used their fourth round pick on. You have uh, Keyshawn Johnson that they used their their sixth round pick on. So you expect. There's a lot of youth there. What you're, youth. what you're hoping is to find a hidden gem right. in those picks. That's right. basically what it is. Okay. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's There's only so much that you can expect, especially from from Larry Fitzgerald, because he's 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 not a speedster. Larry has Larry has and he's he was never the fastest guy on the field, but he was one of the smartest at all times. Right. He's now your steady. He's almost There's, like a he's he's a safety valve in a lot of ways. Maybe he's, he's Maybe. your go-to girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's been trying. At one, no, seriously. At one point, you first met right. her, she was like, and you know, time was kind of taking a toll, and now she's kind of you know. But hey. She's still there for you, dog. Is she gonna be? That's your tried and true. That's what Larry is. Larry, man, you he you can throw him out there. Okay, he might be forty years old. He's still gonna get you 50, 60, 70 balls. That's right. just him. Right. That's, that's your, you know. But there, I should one one of the things is besides my go to with Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> I expect to see some some growth leaps and bounds from Christian Kirk, even though his season ended early last yeah. season due to injury. But I expect to see some growth and and to be able to shoulder some of that responsibility and that load to be able to help out Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, the obviously injuries kind of set players back sometime. But the other thing is he had this portion of, you know, he had the whole offseason to continue to prepare. And the, the tricky part, though, is you're starting. Everybody is sort of starting brand new mm-hmm. with a rookie, you know, with a new head coach and scheme and everything. But you know, the hope is that these guys get uh, have had a great off season. They've been in the book studying, and at some point, you know, it starts to click. It's not going to click right away, though. Right. I always, it's, it's not going to click right away. The toughest thing is that for fans to well. There should be a little bit more patience with Arizona Cardinal fans just because, it, as opposed to the other team, one of the other professional teams in the city, the Phoenix Suns, where there's been so much there's been so much uh, failure and misery that you can't keep asking your fans to wait. But in this case, I think patience is warranted with the Arizona Cardinals because, because you have to give them time to let everything gel. Well, you know what, though? Football has, like, become the... Pa- it seems like football is now the new passion of the Valley. Right, right. The, we, I think... I'm not going to say people have given up on the Suns, but you have to remember, we teased them. The Cardinals teased them a few years ago by going to the Super Bowl. That wasn't that long ago. Right, right. And even though it was a 9-7 and season, it turned into a Super Bowl run. And I would... You know, because the Suns have really, really been bad, the, the Diamondbacks baseball just doesn't pull people in the way it used to. I would say that sometime when you become the the favorite of the, you know, as I said, your patience is even a little less because they're expecting, they want more. Let's put it that, they want more. So, you know, I, I caution everybody here in the Valley, it could be a slow start, but what I want to see, and I think you and I talked about this even during the basketball season, we want to see, we want to see incremental, uh, I guess, Progress. 
Right. You know. So you're you are in the midst of believe in the Arizona Cardinals podcast. You mentioned patience. Let's talk about the running back situation. David Johnson, and the reason I say patience, the last last season, he really underperformed. Under the yeah. the the season before that, he was it was it, it ended before it even started, and that's that was due to injury. If we're looking at rushing yards for the Arizona Cardinals for the two thousand for their three and thirteen season last season, your rushing yards they were dead last with one thousand three hundred forty two yards. The Seattle Seahawks conversely were number one with twenty five hundred yards. Uh, the David Johnson is that is that Swiss Army knife. He can do so many things. There, I think, fans in the Valley are maybe becoming a little bit maybe reaching the end of their rope with him because he's, I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but I want your thought obviously as a professional, a uh, former professional uh, player is that he, he talks himself up and he sets these lofty goals for himself. And it's, and I've heard a lot of people say, especially media members, just prove it, just do it instead of talking about it. Let's go over the running back, the, the running back position. You have TJ Logan, Chase Edmonds, but more, you have DJ Foster, Wes Hills, Xavier Turner, uh, Dante Strickland, uh, and again, DJ Foster, you have, uh, and of course, David Johnson that's on the roster he's the one that I want to focus on but take it wherever you want talk about the running back the running back position and how that can be uh how that can really benefit the Arizona Cardinals well you know since the 2016 season you know obviously 2017 DJ comes back first game breaks that wrist he has not been the same since then and I'm not sure whether it's some mental or let's talk this out toss this out there as well okay last year's scheme Cardinal's yes. scheme was pathetic. Right. It right. was so unimaginative. They didn't move him around. Now, you like you used the term Swiss Army knife, right? Larry Johnson, or Larry Johnson. <laughs> um, David Johnson. David Johnson should be out on the fringe. Yes. Spread out. He should be in the backfield. They should be using him in motion to create mismatches and stuff like that. Don't. Last year was so unimaginative. It was Larry, <laughs> keep saying Larry. <laughs> it was Johnson to the right. Johnson to the left, Johnson up the middle. There was no creativity in it. The defenses were basically keying on him. The running game with a rookie quarterback, and then once again we're experiencing this, we got a rookie quarterback coming in here. He is going to need this run. He's Kyler Murray, even though he's got his greatest capability, a whole bunch of things, he's going to need this running game like, like we need air. He's right. going to need this running game to support him. What I worry about sometimes, because we're talking about this new air raid offense and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I hope they don't abandon it. Like, you know, right. you would think that you have this great running back and you need to feed him the ball. I just hope they don't get so happy where we got to run this many plays in this amount of time and everything's going to be up the field and we're going to hustle, hustle. You need to establish that running game so then everything else builds off of it, meaning your play action, meaning, you know, uh, getting – out on the boundaries, different things. And like I said, that'll open stuff up down the field. For me, um, it's going to be a true test. I hope they rely on him and let him, David, I hope they just let him carry the ball. And there are going to be times, here's the thing, there are going to be times when you have to force the run. Right. Meaning, I don't care, you got to just set your goal. We're going to run the ball this many times this this week. Right. And stick to it. Not, well, the first two or three times you ran the ball, it didn't work. Now, since everything goes out the door, and we're just going to have Kyler running and dancing and throwing. And that for a rookie quarterback, that's the last thing he needs. So he's going to need that running back, uh, the running game period, not just running back, but the running game period to help establish everything. That's your foundation, and you build off of that. And, the, and 
along those same lines, you there's been a lot of talk about the RPO, so the run-pass option. So if you have the threat of the running game and if you establish it, then that makes that RPO that much more effective. Yeah, and I hope they don't get too happy with those. You yeah. know, the one thing, you know what teams will start doing? They'll start baiting you into the, the, the option where Kyler's keeping the ball more, and he will take a beating in those situations. You know, I, I hope, and it's a double-edged sword because I think that his height is going to be a detractor in terms of having him be able just to drop back like a, a Tom Brady or, a, you know, some of the big Ben Roethlisberger quarters, but Aaron Rodgers who can literally just drop back. Yeah. They're going to have to create some alleys for him, and that RPO might be the way to do it. I just hope they don't overdo it. But then again, going back to not to get too, but Drew Brees could be a good a good template in a, in some ways because the the Saints they have a decent enough run game to where that has to be respected, which allows Drew Brees to be able to. Drew's do some technique too is really unique. I mean, and think right, about that's this true. too. That's true. If you stood him and Kyler next to each other, Drew would be like, I mean, you think that dude's gonna dunk so, on him? <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. oh my goodness. So, all right, so the running back, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on the running back. But let's talk about, before we head out of here, the 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 position that often gets looked o- overlooked, and we didn't get into tight ends, but we can do that a little bit later. But I think that offensive line, they're often overlooked. It's one of those things where if you don't talk, if you don't mention the uh, an offensive lineman's name, then that means they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. But given the given this this offense and, and Kingsbury's um, – the the rumor that he's he's this offensive genius. What are your thoughts on the offensive line? Um, and, and just in general, one of the things that we can look at when we're talking about offensive lines is if we're looking at first downs. So, for example, first downs. There, they were there were 239 first downs gained by the Arizona Cardinals last season, and that was last in the league again. Conversely, the Rams. We're number one with 401. We know that the Rams had offense and they had obviously passing through kind of a puppet of sorts with golf. But <laughs> but the offensive line was something that was a, a strong suit for them. So your thoughts on the offensive line? Well, we it's no mystery. The offensive line has been very bad uh, here in Arizona for a while. And then the, the problem is, for me, is if you go through the history of football, your great offensive line, not your good ones, your great ones are guys who play together. Yeah. Multiple years, you know, multiple starts together, maybe one missed here, one missed. Few you, injuries. Few injuries. If you go through the last 10 to 15 years of Cardinals offensive line, I mean, I don't even know if we have enough paper to put all hmm. the names down. We'd have to start writing on the yeah. back of paper and stuff like that. That's true. And then not just that, the combinations. They're good for, well, he's playing the guard this week, but we need him to tackle next week, so we're going to slide him out there. We're going to put him in center this week. You have to get really consistent with your offensive line. These guys are like... Think about your hand and putting a glove on it, right? Right. You wouldn't stick your thumb into the middle finger. Right. But you, you, this is a fit. This has to be a fit. And once again, I caution everybody because it doesn't happen overnight. Right. So this is going to be an offensive line that's going to have to learn to play together in this system alone. And then obviously there's going to be the caveat of working with a quarterback who in the beginning might have a quick eject button, you know, one read, Two seconds, I got to get out of here, that type of thing. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of that going on. But, and, and it'll be interesting. You and I, we're going to get out to Cardinals camp because I'd like, I'm going to, that's one of the positions I'm going to look at. Like their drills. Okay. How are they playing together? You know, then once they get into the first, second preseason game, start eyeballing guys. How are they meshing? You know, what is it? Because, like I said, I don't care 
how great you are on the outside, how great you are behind the center, meaning, you know, your quarterback run. If that offensive line isn't doing their job, you can cancel Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, so about the year I went to the Super Bowl, our offensive line, man, those dudes, it was on, you would have imagined they went home and all five of them just slept in five days <laughs> next to each other. Right, right. They were so in tune. They were so together. Yeah. And one of them made a mistake. They all knew why the mistake was made, and they could correct it. I was in those meetings with these guys. They yeah. took it. So this is what we're going to have to, hopefully, eventually see from the Cardinals. We're going to have to see that meshing and them starting to grow together and develop together. But in the beginning, I'm anticipating it's going to look a little ugly and a little scattered. But like I said, hope springs eternal, man. That's how we do it. So thank you for joining us on another episode of Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. From my from my partner, Ed Smith, I am Javon Adams. We'll catch y'all next week. Are you good? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.